Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is wall. W-A-L-L. Really? You bet your life. More than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Who? Oh, that's me. Well, here I am again with $1,500 for one of our couples. We asked for married couples to volunteer tonight, Groucho, and just before we went on the air, we selected Mr. and Mrs. Melvin Cole. And here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Melvin Cole, eh? And what is your hometown, Mrs. Cole? Chicago, the north side. Oh, the north side. In that case, I'll take the north side. Eh? <laughs> it's much more scenic than the south side. <laughs> You don't, uh, two don't seem very large. Uh, how tall are you, uh, Melvin? Well, uh, sometimes I'm 5'3", and sometimes I'm 5'5". Five five. When I went in the Army, I was 5'3". You mean you shrunk purposely? Huh? <laughs> and uh, what is your first name, Mrs. Cole? I can't keep calling you Mrs. Cole. Huh? Well, you can call me Anne, but my real name is Anniversary. Yeah, well, when is your anniversary? <laughs> well, uh, I would call that because I was born on my parents' fourth wedding anniversary. Oh, I see. Do you ever call yourself Vasari? I mean, uh, always stick with the Anna. How <laughs> tall are you? Man. I'm four ten and a half uh, without heels. Mm-hmm. Are you referring to Melvin when you say that? <laughs> <laughs> what sort of work do you do, uh, Melvin? Uh, we're closet uh, decorators, Mr. Marks. I beg your butt, sir? Closet decorators. You work for Fibber McGee and Molly? <laughs> no, but they probably need us. <laughs> You're in closets. Well, we we probably met before, haven't we? Uh, <laughs> just what do you mean you're in the closet business? I never heard of a closet business. Well, we do everything for the closets that the interior decorator does for the rest of the house. We do. That's uh, pretty underhanded, isn't it? Huh? Well, it's an inside job. Is that one of the jokes of the profession? That, uh... <laughs> no, uh, after we take the skeletons out, that's what's left. You take Red Skelton out of the closet and put Vivian yeah. McGee in, eh? We've never met him in the closet yet. Well, what do you do while Melvin is rattling around the closet, saying, what do you do? I'm in the closet business with him. <laughs> well, you two must hang around a lot together, huh? <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're the prettiest closet maker I've ever seen. Oh, thank you. Well, you're a nice couple, and if you come to my house, Mr. and Mrs. Cole, I'll be glad to throw you in the furnace. <laughs> and if you don't like that, Mrs. Cole, I'll be glad to carry you to Newcastle. <laughs> now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,500 question. But first, I'd like you to pay close attention to something instructive. Take the five-mile trial. Take the five-mile trial. Your DeSoto Plymouth dealer invites you to take the five-mile trial in a new DeSoto Fire Dome 8 or a DeSoto Powermaster 6. He wants you to get behind the wheel yourself so you can appreciate the difference in DeSoto. For example, in the Fire Dome 8, the exhilarating feel of power 
as you touch your toe to the accelerator and call on the mighty new 160-horsepower DeSoto Firedome V8 engine. Driving up steep hills and through stop-and-go city traffic, you'll discover the tremendous acceleration and reserve power of this mighty DeSoto V8 engine that gives you more power from every drop of gas and on regular gasoline. The new DeSoto Firedome V8 engine is years ahead of every other type of passenger car engine built today. So here's your chance to try the sensational new DeSoto full power steering, power brakes, and all the other great new DeSoto features. Visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealers tomorrow for a five-mile trial in a new DeSoto, either the Fire Dome 8 or the Power Master 6. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the low-priced car most like high-priced cars. Here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. From our list of 20 categories, you selected number 10, creators of famous movie roles. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? 20. Talk up, kids. Let's try 20. 20 bucks. $20. Okay. Who created the role of Frankenstein's monster? Uh, Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff is right. Off to a good start, you have $40. Remember, you're going for $1,500. Now, how much of the uh, $40 are you going to try this time? Shoot the works. 40. Who created the part of Lynn Belvedere? Clifton Webb. Clifton Webb is right. Really climbing. You have $80 now. Here's your third question. How much of the 80 80 80 Who created the role of Pa Keppel? Uh, Percy, Percy Kilbride. Kilbride. Right. <laughs> You now have $160. You certainly picked a category that you knew, yeah? Mm-hmm. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much are you going to bet? All of it. All of it. Oh, this kid's a gambler, huh? <laughs> Who created the kindly Dr. Christian? Gene uh, Herschel. Gene Herschel is right. <laughs> and you wind up right up at the top with $320. $320, thanks, and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. We asked for housewives with interesting uh, occupations to volunteer tonight, Groucho. And just before we went on the air, Mrs. Ruth King and Mrs. Sylvia Treichler were chosen. And here they are. Ladies, meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome. Uh, welcome to your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Mrs. Ruth King and Mrs. Uh, Sylvia Treichler. Treichler or Treichler? Treichler. Treichler. Who is, who is Sylvia? That's me. Thanks. I've been asking who is Sylvia for 40 years. <laughs> and at last tonight, I've found you. Hot diggity. <laughs> Mrs. Ruth King. Ruth, uh, where are you from? I'm from Alabama. Have you got a banjo on your knee? Or... <laughs> what have you got on your knee? Anything? Water. Water, huh? <laughs> They're all too smart for me tonight. <laughs> May I ask your age, Ruth? I know that's a kind of an impudent question, but uh, we do that here. Yes, yes. I can't ask you, huh? But uh, you won't answer, is that it? Well, that's your privilege. You don't have to. How old are you, Sylvia? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Uh, let's say you're twenty-seven, too. Right? I'm fine. Where do you live, Sylvia? Out in the valley, Sherman Oaks. Oh, Sherman Oaks. Were you, were you born in Sherman Oaks? No, in Zurich, Switzerland. Oh, well, is that near Sherman Oaks? <laughs> no. And Mrs. King, do you do anything besides housekeeping? 
Well, uh, in my spare moments, I'm writing my autobiography. Oh, really? Uh, who's this autobiography about? Uh, <laughs> isn't it unusual for a housewife to write a, a, a book like that? Well, I, I haven't always been a housewife. I, uh, when I was much younger, I did some frying. You did some frying? Flying. Oh, flying. I don't hear very well. You'll have to... <laughs> glasses. Uh, <laughs> bifocals. You don't hear well with bifocals. Uh, you say you did some flying? Uh, yes. And uh, where, where did you fly? I mean, what kind of flying have you done? Well, I was the first girl to attempt to fly across the Atlantic Ocean. Wait a minute, you... Well, that, that was Ruth Elder that flew across the ocean. Is that that's you? Yes, ma'am. Oh. <laughs> well, it's a great pleasure to have you here, Ruth. Thank you, you were big headlines back there in, uh, when was it, around? In 1927. 27. I remember you very well. Thank you. I even remember Columbus. Uh, <laughs> made you decide to fly the Atlantic? Well, uh, uh, on the day that Lindbergh made his landing in Paris, uh, I was in a beauty contest, and word was flashed to us that Lindbergh had made his landing. Mm -hmm. And I decided right then that someday some girl would make that fight, and I decided that I would be the one to do it. Well, you had a lot of nerve, didn't you? Huh? Uh, how much later was this after you five, made this decision? Huh? Five months later. Five months later, I was flying across the Atlantic Ocean. Uh-huh. And uh, not in a bathing suit, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> not how, in a bathing suit. How long did it take you to fly across the Atlantic? Uh, we were in the air for 35 hours. We had three hours to go, but we were forced down at sea. Well, how long had you been flying when you decided to try the Atlantic? Oh, I'd never been up in an airplane. You'd never been up before, no. huh? How long were you in the water before you were rescued? Uh, just about an hour. Is that how you got water on the knee? <laughs> 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 right. You've never flown, and you decide to fly across the ocean. Huh? I suppose if you decide to learn piano, you'd hire Carnegie Hall for your first recital. <laughs> <laughs> After you started your trip, uh, how did it go, Ruth? It went very well the first night. Uh, as far as weather was concerned, the weather was... Were you scared? Oh, yes. Huh? You are. Yes. Well, you're honest about it, anyhow. Most people lie about those things, you know. Oh, I was scared. But the the, uh, dip, the flying was very difficult because uh, we had ten cans of gasoline packed in the tail surface of the plane, uh, which made the plane very tail-heavy. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, we didn't have the planes of those days as we have today. No, of course not. So uh, the first night was wonderful. The second day was all right, except the flying was still difficult. Holding the plane on an even kill was difficult. And then... Uh, in the afternoon, we ran into a terrific storm, and we battled the storm all night long. And couldn't we fly were tossed, above it. Eh? We couldn't get above it. We couldn't get under it, and we couldn't get around it. And it was sleeting and lightning and rain. The rain was a perfect wall of water on the windshield. Wall? You said wall. <laughs> You said, Wall, that's the secret word, so here's $50 for you, and here's $50 for you. Now you can get your knee fixed, Ruth. Eh? 
You get yourself a pump for $50 and pump that knee, eh? Well, you were, you were getting close to the other side, eh? And there was this perfect wall of water. Uh, well, uh... It's pretty cute at that. Well, during the storm and, and the plane being thrown away around the way it was, uh, our line broke. And we began to lose altitude, and we knew that we were going down at sea. And, of course, every white cap in the distance to me was a boat, because I was looking so hard for one. And finally, we did sight. When we were about 600 feet off the water, we sighted this little oil tanker. You certainly were lucky. We were very lucky. It was the only ship within 300 miles radius, and it had left its port three days late and was also off its course because of the same storm we had been fighting. And then you proceeded to uh, France? Uh, well, eventually, yes, it took us a long time to get there because the little tanker was on its way to Texas, and uh, we didn't want to go to Texas, but they did take us to the They Azores. were carrying oil to Texas? <laughs> <laughs> Things have slightly changed in the last twenty years. <laughs> Sylvia, do you remember Is Ruth it? Elder's famous flight? No, I was just a baby at the time. <laughs> Sylvia, there's a boat leaving for Switzerland in the morning. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure to have you both here. All right, now you're going to play... You're going to play you bet your life. But first, I want to remind you to see the new DeSoto Fire Dome 8. It's, it's a great car. Are you ready? Now, you decide on one answer between you. I can't tell you much you have to win. George is going to remind our listeners. George is hiding outside in the doghouse. The married couple won $320, and the secret word is wall. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected events and personalities of the Roaring Twenties. You ought to be good at this, Ruth. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Let's bet $19.99. All right, fine with me. Why, Ruth, you're flying the ocean again. <laughs> all right. One of the greatest of all amateur golfers was the quiet perfectionist from Atlanta. What is his name? Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones is right. <laughs> On your way, you have $39.99. Now, how much of the $39.99 are you going to bet? Let's bet $39.98, huh? All right. What have we got to lose? $39.98. All right. The canaster of the 20s was a game played with ivory dominoes imported from China. What is the name of this Chinese game? Talk it over. You know what it is. How does it look? How does it look? Mahjong. Mahjong is right. Now have $79.97. Mahjong. Isn't that, uh, hmm? in French, isn't that Mr. Mahjong? I don't know. I don't know either. Eh? <laughs> All right, you have $79.97. Now, how much are you going to bet on this? 96. Hmm? 96. We got 79? Yeah, 79.97. Oh, sure. We'll save a penny. Yeah. Makes it $79.96 you're betting, right? Yeah. Yes. Here's the way they do it on some quiz shows. One of the most popular writers of the 20s was an author of the book Main Street and Babbitt. What was his name? <laughs> You've got 15 seconds to decide on this. He wrote Main Street and Babbitt. What was his name? Ben Hecht? One answer between you. <laughs> I'm sorry, the correct answer is Sinclair Lewis. Oh. I have one cent left. You have oh, one no. cent left. Let's fly high. How much are you going to bet? 
You better bet the coffee. All right, you're going to bet the whole thing. <laughs> the first woman to swim in the English Channel was the 19-year-old butcher's daughter from New York. What was her name? Judy. Judy Adderley. Gertrude Adderley is right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. up with two cents, Groucho. Oh, uh, nobody leaves here with two cents no. except me. <laughs> Give you one question. Get this right, and we'll bring your winnings up to $25. So you're now going for $24.98. I guess I'm pretty good on that. <laughs> Ready? In what city is the San Francisco Opera House? <laughs> San Francisco is right. <laughs> Thanks, and good luck from the Soda Plymouth deal. So we invited some girls from a testing bureau to the show tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Miss June Duran. Her partner is a baseball umpire, Mr. Jack Powell. And here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and win $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. A baseball umpire, eh? I'll get around to you in a minute. I'll... I'm saving you, old boy. <laughs> Where are you from, uh, June? From Los Angeles. Los Angeles, huh? Uh, how old are you, June? 31. 31? You don't look it. I thought you were about 23. Thank you. You're very well preserved. <laughs> are you married? Yes, I am. Let's forget the whole thing, huh? <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Powell, huh? Where, where are you from? Uh, Foul Ball, Texas? <laughs> no, Peoria, Illinois. I, I knew he'd be from a town where there's a brewery. <laughs> He's got a hops on his fast one, I'll bet. Huh? Are you uh, married? Yes, sir. Typical umpire. Another wrong decision. <laughs> this is fun. I like this. <laughs> Are you British? No. Well, I read someplace that the sun never sets on the British Empire, and I just... <laughs> Checking, that's all. <laughs> June uh, Duran, is that right? That's right. Where, where is it you work, June? Well, I work at the California Test Bureau. Testing Bureau? That's right. right. Uh, well, what do you test? Well, we test people. Are you testing yourself? Well, <laughs> no. Well, we test people for educational and vocational guidance, and we also uh, test for aptitude testing. Mm. What is that? What's an aptitude test? Well, an aptitude test... I had test. a very good aptitude. I had about three steaks for dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, an aptitude test is we'd give a type of a test we'd give you to see uh, your strengths and your weaknesses and your uh, potentialities, what type of work you should be doing, and your levels of interest. My levels of interest? <laughs> you won't get very far with me, June. <laughs> My interests don't happen to be on the level. <laughs> Well, let's go crooked. Let's get back to you again. Huh? <laughs> How many umpires are there in a game of baseball? Either three or four. That's more than uh, many teams have ball players. <laughs> now, make up your mind. You're not behind the plate now. What do you mean, either three or four? Well, we have 14 umpires. Hmm? And when all the teams are playing, there's only four places they can go. There's five places there. (laughs) 
All right, what are the other three places they can go? <laughs> well, they rotate. They do, huh? Well, they're dizzy enough to rotate. <laughs> what do you mean they rotate? Well, the first day the umpire will work behind the plate, the next day he'll work at third base, the next day at second base, and the next day at first base. I see. Now, suppose a catcher is really angry at one of your crooked decisions. Uh... Crooked decisions? What? Yeah. what do you mean, crooked decisions? Well, one of the honest decisions. Uh, what can he do about it? Well, he can protest as long as he protests in the right respect and manner. Like what? By not using any profanity or anything like that. He's not allowed to use profanity? No, sir. He should be respectful at all times, is that it? That's right. You mean he should say, like, uh, Dear sir, isn't it possible? <laughs> Your judgment may be a trifle faulty in this matter. <laughs> you jake you. <laughs> Suppose the player does protest in a gentlemanly manner. Do you, do you accept the protest? Absolutely. What do you do about it? Nothing. <laughs> You ever change your decision, you robber, you? Robber? Where do you get that? Robber. Here's the way DeRosa goes. <laughs> he don't get very far when he goes that way either, does he? Well, he got Lorraine Day. <laughs> That's one break he got. Have you ever admitted that you made a single mistake? No, I haven't. You mean to tell me in all your umpiring you've never made a single mistake, Jack? I may have made them, but I never admitted them. Just as I thought, crooked as the day is long. And the days are pretty long these days. Why don't you admit them, Jack, like a man? Well, I'll tell you, Groucho. I never made a mistake from my heart when I was umpiring a ball game. What are the requirements for an umpire? An umpire must have honesty, integrity, good eyesight... And plenty of intestinal fortitude. Wouldn't it help if you knew a little about baseball? <laughs> well, I've kidded the umpire, but as an old blown-in-the-bottle baseball fan, I know umpires are necessary. Honest, and they help to make the game a great one. This is a lie, but I thought I'd better say it. <laughs> Put it there, Jack. I've watched you for many years, and you're a great umpire. Thanks, Roger. Let's play your bet your life. $120 and more than the other couples. I can't tell you much after win, but George is going to remind our listeners. The married couples still lead with $320. You selected songs about sports as your category. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 are you going to try? Talk it over. You have one uh, decision between you. Well, shall we get 1975? Sure, 1975. 1975. Give me the title of this song. Play, Jerry. The Hunting Weevil Goes Right. Now have $39.75. Now you're going for $1,500. This is just chicken feed. How much of this money are you going to go for? Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine, okay. Thirty-nine dollars out of thirty-nine seventy-five. What is the name of this song? Game count races is right. Seventy-eight dollars and seventy-five cents. Your third question: How much are you going to bet? Seventy-eight. 
78. Let's see All if right. you can identify this song. Okay, Jerry. Talk it over. Skater's Waltz. Skater's Waltz is right. Now I have $156.75. And is your last chance to beat the other couples? How much are you going to go for? All of it. Sure, it works. All right, this is extra inning game. Play it, Jerry. (laughs) Sailing, sailing. You wind up with $313.50. And that means the married couple with $320. In just one minute, get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question. Well, I'm sorry, but you did pretty well with that, Jack. $3,300,000,000. That's the staggering cost of one year's motor vehicle accidents. So reports the National Safety Council. And many of these accidents can be avoided. It depends on you. If your car isn't as safe as it can be, get a trustworthy safety checkup at the place that knows your car best, at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. You'll find the expert mechanics at a DeSoto Plymouth dealers are experienced in all types of car repair. Not only that, they get frequent training in factory methods to keep them up on the latest and quickest methods of servicing your car. These master technicians have the finest, most up-to-date equipment to work with, enabling them to do a better job at a reasonable price. And incidentally, if your car should need parts, your DeSoto Plymouth dealer can supply you immediately with the right factory-approved parts. So don't take chances with your safety or your family's safety. Stop in for a thorough safety checkup where you see the familiar sign of better service, the friendly sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Here's the winning couple, Groucho, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question. Well, here's your chance to get out of the closet permanently. Here we go for $1,500. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help from the audience. You ready? According to the Bible, Moses led the Israelites in their flight from bondage in Egypt to the promised land in Palestine. For $1,500, what is this great migration called? Talk it over. What's the answer you two have decided upon? Uh, the flight out of Egypt into Lebanon. No, I'm sorry. The correct answer is the Exodus. Oh. So that means the big question next week will be worth $2,000. Well, you lost the big money, but uh, how much did they win the quiz, George? All the way, $320. Well, that's only been done twice, I think, yeah. in the history of our show. Congratulations and thanks to Thank both you. of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $2,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, two great cars 
Both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... See DeSoto Fire Domain tomorrow. Counselor, make safe driving a habit. Check your car. Check accidents. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast.